We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 29 of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. Today we will cover chapters 37 and 38 of Cinder. I'm Becca. I'm Ashley. And I'm Bethany. Yay, we're all three here. The end of the book, we have to be together. We have to to say goodbye to the first book of the podcast. You guys, this is a huge milestone. We finally did it. I didn't, I don't know, it just snuck up on me. I don't know about yeah. you guys. It felt like, like I, I did, I do the schedule. I knew it was coming I and knew. I still, <laughs> and I was still kind of like, wow, we're at the end. We are. Well, and also though, I don't know if all the copies of the books are the same, but at the end of my book, it's got the acknowledgments and then it has a big old section of bonus material. So like, yeah. in the book, when you're holding the book, it doesn't feel like. It's you're at the end. It does really sneak up on you because it's not the last physical page of the physical book. You guys both have the hardcover or the paperback. I mean, the paperback. I got a paperback. Yep, mine's totally different. I have the hardcover, and it just has the acknowledgments, and then that's the end. Okay. Yeah, mine has a whole section at the back. Ooh, and I got this fancy little. Ooh, yes. This is one of the things I love that she does. Do you have the blogger thank you in yours? What? I don't know. what This is one of the most amazing things that Marissa Meyer does. In every book, in every, she'll, she'll release certain paperback editions that'll have thank yous to all of the, the bloggers and fandom people. Yes. And people who pre-order and their support and stuff like that. And uh, she always does it in a shape that emphasizes the book. Which is That's a shame. Yes. Let's see. Actually, can I look at it for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Just, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll just. I just want to know if you recognize any of the names. Maybe one day we'll be on one of hers. That would that be would cool. Be I don't recognize any of the names. Of course, this was before Instagram took a really big. Instagram came out in like 2011, but it didn't really hit the. It didn't really get like as popularized as it is now in terms of books until like three or four years ago. So it might be before that. Yeah. But uh, there were a lot of people posting for the supernova one. There were a lot of people posting on Instagram, like highlighting their names and stuff in there. So that was really cool. That was really cool. That is so, so cool. Yeah. So your books, when you guys get to the end of the last chapter, you have like a bunch left and I have like, you like, I have this. Yeah, you have no pages. I have the two oh, pages wow. of acknowledgments and that's it. So mine did not sneak up on me in that way. It just snuck up on me because it, I can't believe it's been six months and 29 episodes in one book. We did an entire book already, you guys. We did it. We finally read our first book. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first out of Cinder. So we have another five of those plus the two graphic novels. And then we have four more from Marissa Meyer after that. Plus whatever she's publishing now. Yeah. Wow. So I feel like I read this book as fast as my husband reads books. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been like a chapter a week. Though He's been getting really good. He's been actually reading like a couple chapters a week. So he finally finished Harry Potter 5, which is very exciting for him. That is exciting. And he's working on 6. And I'm excited to see what he thinks about 6. 
I really liked six. I listened to that one. And then I started listening to seven and I was like, I don't feel like Harry Potter seven. I just don't feel like not in the mood for it. Not in the mood for it. So I, I'm going to go study some, some professional development stuff and read some other books. I have a book series called Dragon Lance that one of my new friends has introduced me to that I'm going to read. It's a series of trilogies. Very exciting. I'm very excited about awesome. it. It's I have so many books. Oh, I have so many do. books over there that I want to read. That's what you should do. You should take a picture of all of your fairy tale adaptation books and put it on Instagram. It's this whole shelf plus that case. Sure. Up there. Yeah, this do. is this is all my fairy tale adaptations plus that case up there. I think that's all of them. There might be a couple more because I have them all in one shelf and then I was running out of room. So because mm-hmm. also Marissa Meyer has her own little section. Naturally, yes. So one of the things I'm excited to read is I ha- I didn't finish the second graphic novel, Wires and Nerves. So I'm excited to finish that, which I can't wait for you to get to. I can't say why, but I just can't wait for us to get to it on the podcast. I almost gave a spoiler. I'm sorry. But yeah, there's a lot in here that I need to read. But there's like 30 books on here that I haven't read yet that I want to read. And we're probably only going to get through like three or four of them. That's fine. Because I still have other, even though I'm not going to be in school, I still have work in the podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I have them all on my Kindle. Yeah, I have a bunch on my Kindle, but my job is awesome, and I get books for really cheap, so. This is true. And I'm going to visit yeah. this afternoon, maybe with maybe with Jason, maybe with John. I don't know which one. How are you doing, Becca? I am good. Yeah, I'm good. My, yeah, uh, nothing new. Yeah. How's everybody feeling after finishing the first book? I'm excited. I'm ready to move on, but gonna be a minute moving forward we're gonna introduce some new stuff into the podcast so we're gonna do some we're gonna try to have more guests on and try to do some like crossover episodes with other podcasts I've been in contact with quite a few other podcasts trying to get crossover episodes if you host a podcast about books and you're listening to this please reach out to me if you host a podcast about something else and you like books please reach out to me I don't really care it doesn't have to be about books (laughs) We're also going to start doing some fun, like, topical episodes. We're going to do those very sporadically, so you'll never know when one will creep up. Yes. (laughs) Surprises. Some of the special topics we talked about, though, I came up with a whole list of fun ones, and we're going to do, like, other fairy tale adaptations, because I like fairy tale adaptations. I've got a bunch of them. Can we have one where I talk about my favorite fairy tale adaptation? It'd have to be, like, an 18-ish plus. Maybe where we just talk together. Maybe we can cut that part. That could be something fun for the Patreon, actually. It could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then it would easily be 18 plus and we wouldn't have to worry about losing our PG rating. Yeah. So we're going to do some special topic episodes. Becca and I might do one about friends. We've talked about doing one about fairy tale adaptation books and fairy tale adaptation movies. So lots of uh, fun stuff to look forward to. I just... You reminded me of fairy tale adaptation. I watched one of my favorite Disney movies, Enchanted, the other day. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Everybody's all getting the Disney Plus right now, and I'm like, well, I don't have Disney Plus. I have Do my... you have Verizon? No. Oh. I have my stepdad, who okay. has a media server that has everything that you could ever imagine, except for Gargoyles, which I'm kind of upset. I want to watch it. I don't remember watching it as a kid. Mm. So it's a cartoon. But I, I watched Enchanted because I was like... I'm doing laundry and not doing anything else. So let's watch a, a movie. We um we have Verizon, so we get Disney Plus free for one year. Yep. Very exciting. That is. 
That's awesome. I'm jealous. I don't have it. We have not signed up for it. We pretty much YouTube Thomas the Tank Engine 24 7 around here. So that's fun. I think that's good too, though. Yeah. I've been re watching Lizzie McGuire, so that's been fun. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. That's like why I want to get Disney Plus is so I can watch Lizzie McGuire. And um, I'm Lizzie assuming Stevens. on there, I would like to watch that Winnie's again. World. Uh, yeah, is it on there? World is on there. Yeah. Even Stevens, Kim Possible, That's So Raven, Phil from the Future, basically everything from basically. when I was obsessed with Disney Channel. All the High School Musical, Camp Rock, so exciting. Uh, the Simpsons, for some reason, is on there. Every single season of The Simpsons. So Quentin and I have been watching those. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place, which is one of my favorites. And Disney then The Order is coming back, by the way. Yes. I have heard that, and I'm kind of excited, but kind of scared. I don't know. I'm so excited. I love Hillary Duff. Same. Yeah, she was kind of great. I'm way too old to have ever been at the very first showing in Peoria of the Lizzie McGuire movie, but oh, I was there. Movie. Why? How old were you? I was in college. Oh, Okay. I don't remember if it was sophomore year or junior year, but a whole group of us from my music frat, we all went together with our accompanist slash sight singing teacher and her daughters who actually were of the age to be there. So at least we had like some tweens with us at the time, but it was like a group of probably like 10 of us and like two tweens. You said, I'm too old for this. No, that's BS. Bethany, we talked about it last episode, just went to see Frozen 2. Hell yeah, I did. You did bring children with you, but... I um, went and saw High School Musical It 3 when I was a freshman in college, by, like, with my sisters, who, who I guess, were young enough. So but still, I don't care. I love that stuff. One of my old students, she just graduated, she's going to see Frozen 2 three times. She's already seen it once. She's going to go home and see it again with her family, and then she's probably going to see it the third time. We already yeah. discussed it. One of our first dates, Quentin and I went and saw Tangled in theaters. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, that's one of your favorites. Tangled is one of my favorites. It's I just love Flynn Rider so much. Yeah. <laughs> he's so amusing, and I love that he's like the first Disney prince to be like, why are we always singing? What is going on? <laughs> and then they're like, you should sing, and he's like, yeah, I don't do singing. But yeah. <laughs> I've so never cool. seen it. I love Tangled so much. I've never seen Frozen. I've never seen Tangled. I've never seen High School Musical. Tangled is way better than Frozen. I'm sorry, but it is. Okay, so I would Frozen go- has good music, but the plot of Tangled, I think, is better. I like... Which one is it? Mo- Moana, Brave, Tangled, of the new ones, mm-hmm. and then Frozen. But they're all still pretty highly ranked. Yeah. I haven't, my, se- I haven't seen Mohana. My favorite, you should, it's really good. My favorite one is the original Sleeping Beauty, though. That was in the Technicolor and such. That's that's my favorite one. It's kind of it's kind of boring when you watch it, but I like the simplicity of it. And I need to watch it again, because it's one of my favorites. What's your favorite I- Disney? Princess. Disney Princess, and it can't be Princess Leia, unfortunately. Why not? She's she's a Disney princess now. They don't consider her that. Who's they? Disney. 
She's a Disney princess. I don't care. She's a princess and she's owned by Disney. That is all it takes. What's your favorite? Well, Becca comes up. I truly don't know. <gasps> I truly don't. Maybe it's Snow White. I love Snow White. Before Tangled existed, Snow White was my favorite. So we have decided that Scarlet will start in the new year. I like the idea of starting the new book and a new year. So it gives us a about two weeks, right? Yeah. To still work on the podcast for ourselves, but not publish anything to the listeners, just to make it as great for you guys as possible. Yes, for yeah. when we do come back. So we're going to take some administrative time off and work on making the podcast as great as possible. And then we will come back on the 6th of January, January mm-hmm. with Scarlett. So you'll hear this episode, and then we have our Cinder Wrap-Up episode, which will come out right after that, the the Monday after that. And then we'll take a couple weeks hiatus and come back January 6th to start with Scarlet. Yep. So very exciting, though. Very exciting. Yeah. So, hey, so during our two-week hiatus, will we not have fan art on those Fridays? I will still be doing fan art Friday, but... We will have to keep track of it so we can do an announcement on the first episode back at Scarlet. Okay. Because I still want to make sure everybody gets credit on an episode, too. So we will still, we'll still do Fan Art Friday. It will just be adjusted as to, you know, when we come back for Scarlet, we'll have several fan arts to discuss in the beginning before we start about the first chapter. Mm-hmm. So last week's Fan Art Friday was from at tiaraglory underscore arts on Instagram. And here we have Cinder with her gloves that Kai gifted her and Peony's gown. So pretty. I like it. I like the background a lot. I was just thinking about that. It, it actually, so to me, it looks like a hurricane. Like it looks like the little grease stains on Peony's gown from the yeah. dirty car. Yeah, it was great. And I want to say a particular thank you because we were, I was running out of fan art. Oh no. And I got this one at the last second. So a big thank you to tiaraglory underscore art on Instagram. And remember, if you want to share your artwork with us, please email me, princekaifanpod at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook. Just reach out somehow. You'll get credit on all of our platforms and our website and a shout out on the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with that, let's finish Cinder, guys. Let's finish it. Start with chapter 37. Yeah, we left off. Uh, Cinder was being taken into custody. We pick back up. She is in her cell, I guess. She lost her foot in front of Kai last week in front of the whole world and was taken into custody to await this so-called trial, which we all know is just death and uh, on the moon, waiting to be sent back to the moon. We left off with her in the gardens and we cut to her in her cell. And she is lying on her back on a resin floor, which is interesting to me that the floor is made of resin. She's tapping her metal fingers on the floor, thinking about the market. That first moment with Kai and his easy smile in the market. She's obsessing over it. She's playing it over and over and over again in her head. Yeah, stuck on endless repeat. I put been there. Yeah. Just remembering something over and over and over again. Absolutely. I'm sorry, I find this interesting, too, um, because the way that she is thinking about this memory, 
it's not, it doesn't seem to be her cyborg brain literally replaying the video as it has in the past. This is just the most human parts of Cinder obsessing over this market day, the humid air, Chang Sasha's sticky buns before everything happened, before Peeny was sick, before Lavana came down, before Kai. Absolutely. I love that whole sentence there. Before any of this had happened, before Peony had gotten sick, before Lavana had come to Earth, before Kai had asked her to the ball, she was just a mechanic and he was the prince with all the charms she pretended to be immune to. Mm. Which was a yeah. fight her and Iko and Peony had in the junkyard when Peony was like, you pretend not to like him, but I knew it. I knew you did. I knew you liked him. And we have this great moment where she kind of admits to that. Admits it to herself. Like, yeah. 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 I was pretending. I love this part, too. Kai is just right there in front of her. She's tottering on her one foot. He leaned forward, forced her to see him, smiled. There. That moment, that smile again and again and again. She's remembering his smile. Yeah. Remembering, not replaying, remembering. And I think that's a big distinction for her and for us as the reader with her. There's a a book that I love called Something Blue by Emily Giffen. Everyone go read it. Yes. um, There's this moment where the main character talks about a moment frozen in her mind, and it was when she was happy. Mm Mm-hmm. They had just left the doctor's appointment, finding out the sex of the baby. They were holding hands, walking down the street. And he leaned over and he said, I love you, Darcy. And she said something along the lines of that moment is forever frozen in my mind. I can't stop replaying it. I just want to go back to when we were happy. And reading this, I really resonated with that particular phrasing of that moment is forever frozen in my mind. I just want to go back to when we were happy Yeah, because Cinder is so far removed from 12 days ago. Something like that. You know, can you believe that it's been 12 days? This whole book took place in less than two weeks. It's crazy. That's insane. She what barely knew him. They just met. They had this instant, wonderful chemistry and connection. And, and now she's about to die. And she's lost her sister and her best friend, and she's about to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peony's dead. Iko's basically in a coma. Mm-hmm. And now she's going to get taken back to the moon and die. But I, I did have a silver lining that she has the net link in her brain, so she can't be bored in herself. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, yeah, so instead of being bored, she gets to watch herself be a viral embarrassment. But she could do other stuff. She has access to the net link, though. So I'm like, okay, she could do other stuff. But yeah, instead, she's focusing on herself going viral. She could be sitting in her cell streaming episodes of Friends. But instead, (laughs) watching this 4.2 seconds of her viral moment. Also, sorry, this is an Easter egg hatch. We saw the camera in the last episode that no one hoped would pick anything up. But it picked up 4.2 seconds of footage of her falling down the stairs. So, yeah. yeah. The footage made her look like a mad woman. Surely every human on Earth would bid her good riddance when Queen Lavana claimed her and took her back to Luna for her, quote, trial. Ugh. Death. They, she means death. Yeah, she <laughs> means death. There's no trial. It's going to be the same trial Sirius Black got. Yeah. 
I like the idea of this entire prison being white. Yes, very sterile. Also, I was thinking it bright. Is. Yes, very bright. Oh, I hate, I hate fluorescent lights. They trigger my headaches. Yeah. Really good. And it somewhat reminds me of like Dr. Erlen's exam rooms. I was thinking yes. the same thing. How yes. everything was white. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. yeah. Everything's white too. That and she mentions it in great detail. Her cotton jumpsuit is white. Um, Her brilliantly bleached cotton jumpsuit. Brilliantly bleached. Like, this isn't just white. It's not, like, white, dingy white, or white that, you know, was white, but it's old or new. Like, this stuff is as white as it can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And they forced her to discard Peony's destroyed gown and the silk gloves. Yeah. Or what was left of the silk gloves. They also haven't turned off those lights. No, so she can't sleep. Which is, like, seriously a form of torture. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually yeah. it is. And it's been 14 hours. And she's counting. Well, she has well, a torture letter. I know, but <laughs> she's counting to the but seconds. Yeah. And that's something I underlined. 14 hours, 33 minutes, and 16 seconds. 17 seconds. 18. Do you think she's actually counting the seconds, or do you think it's her cyborg clock? I think it's her. Oh, okay. I was because for her to literally be counting the seconds, that would mean that for the last 14 hours, she's been doing nothing but counting. And I don't think that because she's been watching these videos. I think she goes back and forth. I think her brain's doing it automatically, but she's going back and referencing it. Uh I don't think she's counting it. I think at this moment right here, she is counting that. Okay. I see what you're saying. 16, 17, 18, 19, and then goes off does something oh, see, else was, and then comes back. I was reading it a different way too. Okay. And she'd only been there for 14 hours, 33 minutes and 16 seconds, 17 seconds, 18. I was reading it as like an exaggerated, like annoyance, mm. not like a just fact of the matter kind of thing. Yeah. More fact of the matter, more, this is what's happening. Okay. Here I am. 19 seconds, 20. Okay. Yeah. How did how did you interpret it, Becca? Yeah, I think she's going back and forth to it. Her cyborg clock is doing the counting, but she's going back and forth and like staring at her cyborg clock off and on. Yeah, and like she's been in there what seems like forever, like she will never be allowed to sleep, but then it has only been half a day. Mm-hmm. Still a pretty long time considering she hadn't slept before the ball either. Yeah. Or eaten, so she still hasn't eaten. Unless they brought her food and we just don't know about it. But the guards won't look at her. She's stuck in there by herself. All she can see is the back of his head. And then he says, you have a visitor. Uh And she goes, the emperor? Yeah, right. (laughs) She says, the emperor? Yeah, no, honey. And the guard guard goes, yeah, right. Which I love. Love that. (laughs) Yes. No, the visitor is Dr. Erland. Good old Dr. Erland. Yes. Yeah, and he uh, he needs to speak with her in private, and he bamboozles this guard away. Yeah, he does. He's a little. I do love when the guard is like, she's under top security. I can't let you go in. You must speak with her through the grate. Don't be ridiculous. Do I look like a threat to security? Like, I love that, because he is a tiny old man. When they talk about later in the chapter how he's way shorter and has to lean up and look at the guard, and it's so amusing. <laughs> And I'm sorry, probably neither of you remember the TV show Perfect Strangers. No, nope. never heard of it. Okay, with Cousin Balky from Meepos. And I totally read this Don't Be Ridiculous in Cousin Balky voice 
So if anybody knows what I'm talking about, probably nobody does because it's from like the original TGIF. Okay. Okay. Like original TGIF lineup, Perfect Strangers. It was a spinoff of Family Matters. That one I've heard of. No, Family Matters was a spinoff of it. It was. Family Matters was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Okay. And Belky talked like this and he was always telling cousin Larry, don't be ridiculous. (laughs) And, um, Anyway, he has a similar accent to Dr. Erland. Does he? That's awesome. It made me happy. Yeah. So she climbed up onto her one sad little foot and started hopping to try and see through. We see that Dr. Erland brought with him a pale linen bag, but he's still wearing his lab coat. And this is where he uses his glamour. Oh, yeah. This girl is my prime test subject. I require blood samples from her before she leaves the planet. Yeah. And I read it sassy, too. I didn't. I was, was, he's a little I read it, like, very matter-of-factly because he's not, because he's trying to get in there. So Mm -hmm. I read it as, like, like, I am the leading scientist of the Royal Letimosis Research Team. And this girl is my prime test subject. I require blood samples from her before she leaves the planet. Like, I read it as very matter-of-factly because he's, he's trying to get in there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sass would not help him very much. Well, and especially since he appears to back down so easily, you know, because the guard's like, I have my order, sir. You'll have to obtain an official release from the emperor. And it says Dr. Erland let his shoulders slump and touch the syringe in the bag. All right, if that's protocol, I understand. Like, the way that he, like, turns so meek, I I didn't think that he was being super sassy before. I thought it was just pretty matter-of-fact. Yeah. Yeah. But then after that, he said, that's when he does the glamour. Uh, yes. Expression momentarily darkening before he flashed another grin at the guard. There. You see? He said, his voice sending an odd ripple down Cinder's spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have obtained the necessary release from the emperor. You may open the door. I love this. It reminds me so much of Hermione being polyjuiced as Bellatrix Lestrange in Gringotts, when the Gringot goblins are like, oh, but your wand was confiscated. And she's like, no, see, I have my wand right here. And they're like, oh, yes, it's a very nice wand. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've had a new wand made for you or whatever. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. And I also, in my notes, I was like, okay, this glamour is like horrible, but this comes in handy. Right. Like, especially because they're about to be fugitives. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Erlon gets in. The guard scans the door with his ID, and Dr. Erlon gets in and says, thank you, and give us a minute of privacy. I won't be but a minute. So the the guard walks away. 373. It may do you good to practice controlling your glamour, which is what he's saying to Cinder to kind of guide her, mold her into, hey, use your glamour. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm not doing anything. Well, I think she is using her glamour and she just doesn't realize it. Okay, yeah. Because also it says if there were ever if there were ever any doubt, it is gone now. It may do you good to practice controlling your glamour. I wonder what she's doing. And then she says, I'm not doing anything. And so I think she's glamour she's just it's subconscious. Which is what he was yeah. talking about. You thought that too, subconscious? Could Absolutely, be. yeah, yeah. And then Dr. Erlen's like, don't worry, you'll get the hang of it. Like yeah. <laughs> like, so clearly she doesn't even know that she's doing whatever it is that she's doing. It could be very well because of the, they talked about how it's kids they learn how to use their glamour. Yes. And she's still in that, like, infancy. 
of. Yes, because she's never had access to it before. Yeah, but he'd be happy. It would be an honor. Honor. It would be an honor. It's really quite simple. Focus your thoughts, twist your subject's thoughts toward you, and clearly state your intent. Internally, of course. (laughs) Yeah, super simple. Yeah, easy. It's like, it reminds me there of apparition. What are the three D's of apparating? Distinction, determination, destination. Distinction? I think it's distinction. I know it's determination and destination. I feel like it was deliberation. It might be deliberation, but I got the other two. Yeah. Determination, destination, deliberation. Okay. Those are the three D's of apparition. And you know, the three, nope, one, two. Yeah. The three, the three thoughts of glamour. Oh, (laughs) focus your thoughts, twisting your subject's thoughts and stating your intent. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The three thoughts, focus, twist. I'm trying to think of like all F's or something. Yeah. I was trying to come up with like an acronym that would be like a word or something silly, but it's not going to work for me. (laughs) Focus falsify. I can't think of one for statement. What did you say? Focus, falsify, force, force. There we go. Focus, falsify, force. The three F's of the lunar glamour. We did it. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. (laughs) Virtual high five. Virtual high five. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Okay. Moving on. So Dr. Erland says that it comes quite naturally when you need it, but they don't have time for lessons. He has to be quick before anybody's suspicions are raised. And I love this, like, my suspicions are raised. <laughs> As they should be. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so her suspicions are raised, and he, and he goes, you lost your foot. Yeah, I noticed. Well, but he doesn't care about her foot. How's Kai? Oh, I love Dr. Erland so much. What, aren't you going to ask how I am? No, so we don't. Care. We only care about Kai apparently. You look fine. <laughs> Better than usual, actually. But how is he? And how is Kai doing? Well, confused. I think the doctor shrugged. I do believe he was a bit smitten with you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't hear the word smitten without thinking you are so the smitten kitten. What? Yeah, it's from. It's from friends. Oh, okay. From Monica and Richard. Do you remember that? I, sh- I absolutely do. Yeah. You are so the smitten kitten. <laughs> That's funny. But I do love how Dr. Erland is supporting Kai again, like he did a few chapters ago. Yeah. He will be I a fine that. ruler. I love that. I love that part. Yes, he will. We just talked about that last episode, how he's starting to prove himself that he will be a fine ruler indeed. He's coming into his own. He is. Did you guys notice the lingering effects of the glamour? Because I thought that was cool. We're at. Well, I mean, she did mention that he looked better, and I'm sure after the glamour. Yeah, that's what it says. Better than usual, actually. It was true. The fluorescent light of the cell took 10 years off his features. Or more likely, she realized it was the lingering effects from using his lunar gift on the guard. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ages you. Well, I don't think not using it ages you. I think when he, I think when he was using it, it was altering his appearance. Hmm. I don't think Um, by not using it, it made him look old. I'm sorry. I think not using it probably does, though, literally age you because he he has said before how difficult it is, like what a strain it is to like tamper it down all the time. Yes, we talk about that in this chapter. I think I referred to it as uh, repression. 
But I was going to say that, like, I think right now it's making him look younger because mm. of the glamour. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. I was saying, like, right now he looks younger because he's using the glamour, and the glamour is changing what he looks like, not because using the glamour automatically makes him young and not using it makes him old, is what mm. I was saying. Yes, yes. Then we talk about how the queen, she very much wants you dead, more than you realize. Yes, and why is that? Hmm. We'll find out. More sassy. More sassy, Cinder. More sassy, Cinder. But I like, I saw I underlined it was your cyborg programming that saved you because it really did. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, okay. uh, My notes have a lot going on. Sorry. So this is like the glamour versus the glamour control with her cyborg programming. The orange light is like telling her when there's visual manipulation and she gets a bioelectric warning when it's a control manipulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that all of this is programming from like that all cyborgs who have the same type of programming she has have these abilities or do we think that like Dr. Erlon says, it's because of Garen's device? It's the device for me. Yeah. Your percent. Yeah, I absolutely think that it's Garen's device. I think so, too. And I think that somehow Garen's device, they talked about how Garen's device was meant for anyone, but I think this is how Garen's device works with her, with her cyborg brain. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not a cyborg, you're not going to have these, you know, orange lights and bioelectric warnings. But I think that this is how the two are connected in her programming. Yeah. Yep. I underlined a lunar made you do something other than simply believe or feel, which is why it triggered that response and saved her. I want to talk that about that. Okay. Because Dr. Erland made her do something she didn't want to do, and it didn't go off. When did he? When she was about to pop him with a wrench. That was before he turned it on, though, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. Okay. Well, then never mind. That was when they first, that was that first was when they first met. Okay. Yeah. Never mind then. Yeah. I think now that it's turned on and it's in full force, it's different. Yeah. I felt really sad when she said, there's nowhere out there I would fit in, not after that. Mm. Cinder, you got to stop thinking about yourself that way. Uh, she, I kind of get it. She's an orphan, so she doesn't have a family. The only family that she did have is either dead or in a coma. Because yeah. Iko's basically in a coma. She doesn't have access to her right now. She can't have a relationship with her at this moment. Mm-hmm. She's not human because she's cyborg. She's not a robot because she's human. She's not lunar because she didn't grow up there. She's like on Earth, but she's not an Earthen because she was snuck onto Earth as a lunar, and she doesn't even, like, at this point, she doesn't even know her real name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally get where she's coming from, and I understand why she's thinking that way. Yeah. Good thing Lavana's gonna put me out of my misery. Ouch. Stop it. Stop it, Cinder. Is she, Miss Lynn? That's a shame. I was hoping you would have inherited more gumption from our people. I like that. Gumption. Yeah. I love her sassy response. Sorry, I seem to have lost my gumption when my foot fell off during a live net feed. A little bit. Hello, the sass. Yeah. And then he says that it's silly. Like, but the thing is, like, how is that silly? She is a 17-year-old girl. Like, the whole world just saw her foot fall off. And that's not silly. Like, that's really important to her. I mean, I mean, it is, but it isn't. He's also being, like, very vague. Yes. So vague in this whole chapter. It's so stressful. 
she's like, yeah, take my blood. And he's like, oh, I actually don't need it. That's not why we're here. There's going to be lunars in Africa I can test on. And she's like, Africa? Yeah, I'm going to Africa. When? In about three minutes. Yeah, he's so matter of fact. He's like, yeah, I'm leaving the continent in like three minutes. Yeah. And I hope you can come join me whenever it's convenient for you. I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check my calendar to see when I'll be available again. Yeah. The sarcasm is real here. Yes. The sass is alive and well. I love it. So he gives her a new hand and a new foot. And I wanted to ask, we talked about her foot. She got her new foot. This was the first foot she'd ever had since she was 11. The foot that she bought the first day at the marketplace. Do we think she's had the same hand as well? Yes. Because they never talk. Yeah. They talk a lot about how like Audrey refused to buy her. So do we think her hands are different sizes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like it's obviously more detrimental if it's your foot. So now she's going to have a real size hand. She always wears gloves. Yes. Yes. You're not able to see it if you aren't looking. And she's been wearing, like, pretty bulky, like, leather work gloves, you know, so that hides a lot. And then I wrote Swiss Army hand. (laughs) Yes, I love it. That was my exact thought. Swiss Army hand, absolutely. Fully accessorized, plated with 100% titanium, and look, like a child with a new toy, he fidgeted with the hand's fingers, revealing a hidden flashlight, a stiletto knife, a projectile gun, a screwdriver, and a universal connector cable. Mm. It's a pillar yeah. of coolness. It really is, isn't it? It also made me think of, like, a less bumbling, more useful inspector gadget. <laughs> yes. 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 I just like how excited it is. And look, like a child with a new toy, like, he's so excited. Yes. And good for Dr. Erlon. So apparently he's not just a doctor, but he either has, I don't know, either he created this gun or hired someone because he obviously thought ahead of what it needed to have in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's really. He had to have been working on this for a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And of course, Cinder doesn't get it. She's like, yeah, now when I'm on the chopping block, I can at least take a few bystanders down with me. And Dr. Erlon's like, exactly. (laughs) Awesome. You get it. You totally get it. Dr. Erlen was too busy ogling the prosthesis to notice that Cinder is irritated. He's just a, he's a man with his technology. He is. He just likes it. They like gadgets. He's also a man with a plan because she thinks she's going to die in two days and he wants her to jailbreak. Yeah. And not just try to jailbreak. Mm -hmm. You must jailbreak. You must escape. Yeah. And this is where I talked about crazy from bioelectric repression is what I called it in my notes. That's good. Yeah. I have it underlined that I am a little bit crazy these days Mm -hmm. because he doesn't use it. Yeah, that's what he says. Can't be helped. All that bioelectricity with nowhere to go and nothing to do. Okay. Ariana Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Karina. Have you you heard the theory that she's a... uh... Obscurus? Yes. 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 Very similar. Suppressing bioelectricity, suppressing magic, like, boom, yeah. Gotta use your gift. I don't know how to use words to explain what I'm talking about, but yeah. No, 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 there's, there's clearly a, a correlation between suppressing your magic and having it internally destroy you and suppressing your lunar gift and having it internally destroy your brain. Yep. So, yeah, I 100% see a Harry Potter connection here. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> and then again, she's saying, I'm not worth it. And he says, actually, you are. Mm-hmm. 
Because he took her DNA samples and ran them into tests. But first he said he's really sorry about Peony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That made me happy that he was sorry about Peony because he did try to help her save Peony, just like he promised he would. Mm -hmm. Hatching left and right. Hatching left and right, exactly. She's not a shell, and this is how they determine that she's not a shell. So blood samples and DNA. We find out we do know her heritage and her bloodline. And that she has an aunt. A few chapters back in the beginning, she talked about how when she was younger, she used to think some distant relative, maybe an uncle or an aunt, would come and rescue her from Audrey. Well, you do have an auntie that wants to come and take you away, but that's the way you think. she's not going to rescue you. <laughs> she's rescuing her from the torment of life. Yeah, <laughs> there's that beautiful silver lining. The whole sequence here is just like, I know who your family is. My family? Yup. I have a family? Yup. Who is it? <laughs> like, it's just, it's so, it's so amusing to me. But we find out I have a family. Yes, blah blah blah. And she says, your mother was, shall we say, known for her promiscuity. So we don't know the father, but you have an aunt. An aunt? Yes. It's Queen Lavana. Wait, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what you say? My dear girl, you are Princess Celine. Uh, I'm sorry, who's what now? You said do, had to yeah. what? Yeah. And classic Marissa Meyer style at the end of our chapter. So Cinder is the lost princess. That's our last uh, hatching of this chapter. Nice. And, and I named this one the one with the return of Dr. Erlond. Oh, that's good. I yeah. like that one. Because I didn't want yeah. it to be like the one with the princess or something. You don't want it to give everything away. That's good. Yeah. Do you I guys like think it. of any other ones? No, I don't have any right now. Nothing's really stuck out to me. Yeah. I gotta find my quote. I have two that I underlined, I think. Okay, I'll say mine. Go ahead. His eyes brightened behind the spectacles. He looked young for a moment. Almost giddy. Oh. This is like... They were... She has described Dr. Erland as giddy on several occasions. I like giddy when it's not in reference to a child or like a lovesick young girl or something. Yeah, when it's a, a full-grown adult. Yes. All right, so mine is from 374. My suspicions are raised. That's what yes. Because they are indeed. What is yours, Becca? Well, you know me, I got to go with the sass. So yeah. Page 377. <laughs> Cinder scowled, gee, thanks, Doc. I'll check my calendar to see when I'll be available again. I love it. Yes. I like that. All right, guys. Chapter 38. We left off with, you're a princess, Cinder. What? Silence filled the sterile white air between Cinder and Dr. Erlond. The sterile white air. Okay, even the air is white. Like, (laughs) ugh. Filled the fogginess in Cinder's head. The confusion did not leave her face. What? Huh? Excuse me? Pardon me? What did you say? The, the doctor reached forward and put his hand over Cinder's. You are Princess Celine. And then she jerks him away. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, it, it's un- she says unbelievable, he says impossible, but <laughs> it's not a joke. Yeah. And no there's no orange light. No lie. Yeah, why would you joke about this? I love this. He smiled softly and patted her hand again. He's just such a comforting presence to I me. Know. I don't we know. Thought, can you believe we thought he was creepy? And now he's, he seems like a comforting <laughs> uncle or something. Yeah. 
Okay, but comforting uncle and creepy uncle, I mean, there is a fine line between those, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but no, but he's great. And yeah, no orange light. Her vision is clear. No orange light. Is this true? Yep, this is all true. And Dr. Erland is a man with a plan. All right, here we go. I know it will take time for you to come to terms with this, and I wish I could be there to help you through it, and I will. I will tell you everything you need to know when you get to Africa, but now it is imperative that you understand why you cannot let Lavana take you. You are the only one who can dethrone her. She is the chosen one. She is the chosen one. The chosen one. Yeah. He starts calling her princess, and she's like, don't call me that. I love this, though. He's wringing his hat in his lap, and, and at the end of the last chapter, you know, he squeezed the hat in both hands. I love him in, in the hat. It's like when Kai's digging his fingernails into his hands or Cinder's hugging herself. They all have these little mannerisms that we get to associate with their characters. I picture his big blue eyes like, like Dobby pleading with Harry to not go back to Hogwarts. There's a Puss in Boots moment where he takes his cowboy hat off or whatever, and he's holding it in front of his face, and he's, like, wringing it in his hands, and his eyes are filled with tears, and they're big and wide. So I was picturing, like, that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he calls her Miss Lynn. Princess, don't call me that. All right, Miss Lynn. Oh. He's, like, the only one that calls her Miss Lynn, and for some reason I find it endearing. We need to talk about this second paragraph because we have a bunch of egg hashes. Oh, dear. All right, let's see if you guys can identify all of them without looking at Bethany's notes. <laughs> all right, Miss Lynn, listen to me. I have been searching for you for so many years. On Luna, I knew the man who brought you to Earth and performed your surgery. I tracked him down in an attempt to find you, but by then he'd already started to lose his mind. All I could get out of him was that you were somewhere here in the Commonwealth. I knew I was looking for a cyborg, a teenager, and yet there were so many times when I thought I would go crazy myself before finding you, before being able to tell you the truth. And then you were there, suddenly, in my lab. A miracle. So on this page, we get at least three egg hatches that I noticed. We find out that her body was damaged in the fire, and yeah. that's why she has all these cyborg parts. We find out how she got to Earth and how he found her. And we find out about the cyborg draft, you guys. Yes, that he was, he chose it. Sure do. He starts hyperventilating, and he tells her when she finds out about the draft. And I found another Harry Potter moment of for the greater good is how Dr. Erland was looking at it. It was. She's Absolutely. Stop. Just stop, Cinder says. And this is where she, she completely hyperventilates. I feel bad for her. I, I have hyperventilated before. It's very uncomfortable. You feel like you're dying. Mm -hmm. The draft. You set up the draft to find me, a cyborg, in the Eastern Commonwealth. We've all had to make sacrifices. But if Lavana isn't stopped, and now we understand why he was so adamant about, like, the 6% guy. Why he was so adamant about, no, 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 I can't do this to someone who's only 6%, who's a single father, like, it's bad enough I have to do this at all. Yeah. Now we understand why he was so adamant about protecting that guy and giving him the placebo. Mm -hmm. And why he got so giddy every time it was a teenage girl. Yeah. Yes. Not but because he was creepy, but because he was hoping it was her. Yep, he was looking for... And how serendipitous is this whole thing that the only reason she even went there wasn't because her name was called for the draft. It was because her wonderful mother tossed her to the wolves. 
Yep. Fate. All because her sister died. Fate. All because, perhaps because she brought the plague home with her from the market because she met Kai at the market because the baker got the plague at the market. Like, there's just so many tiny, tiny moving parts that make up this huge story. And he might never have found her had it not been for those moments. 100%. It already feels like everything is her fault. And now we have to find out that the cyborg draft is kind of not her fault, but was put in place because of her. Yeah. Like she doesn't have enough going on already. Yep. We have another egg hatching. Lavana knows. Well. Oh, yes. Which we kind of got. Yeah. In the last chapter, the way that she looks. She, she stared at her mouth open. Impossible. Impossible. Yeah, all this time, Kai was, like, searching for Celine, and he's actually been courting her for the last 12 days. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> no clue. And Dr. Eiland is an oh. old man, but he is determined and hopeful. Does Kai know, she says? Nope. No. He sure doesn't. I really like this. There's two different goals. Many people have been looking for you. But finding you and being able to reinstate you as queen are two very different goals. I have planned this moment for a long time. I can help you. How long has he been planning this? Probably since they took his daughter. Yeah, that's probably a good turning point for him. I, I would say that that was his, his character change. From, yeah. Okay, go, go, Luna, blah, blah, blah. And then... Oh, they killed my daughter. Death now, to the queen. Death, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. And she freaks out. Reinstate me as queen? I'm cyborg. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't be a queen or a princess or I'm nobody. I'm a cyborg. Do you, I also hate the guilt trip thing here. I wrote in my notes, whoa, guilt trip much? If you won't let me help you, Cinder, then she will have already won, won't she? Soon Queen Lavana will take you away. She will find a way to marry Kai and become empress. She will wage war against the Earth and Union, and I have no doubt be victorious. Many will die. The rest will become slaves, just like us Lunars. It is a sad fate, but unavoidable, I suppose, if you are not willing to accept who you truly are. Mm. Yeah, no pressure or anything. Accept yourself, Cinder. I don't know. That's what I've been telling her the whole book, too, though. So, To accept herself? Yeah. She didn't know she was a princess until two seconds ago. I'm talking about as a cyborg. Oh. <laughs> I was Just like, because she has a very negative... She does, her, yeah. And I don't like that, and you shouldn't think about yourself that way. That's fair. <laughs> I thought about myself for 23 years like that. I don't want anybody else to have to deal with I that I agree well. completely. All I expect is for you to find a way out of this prison and come meet me in Africa. Here's two more goals. Escape yeah. and meet me in Africa. Yeah. 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 And it seems almost simple. Well, as we all know, simple is not always easy, but yeah, it seems almost simple. But he does say, I believe in you. And whether or not he knows it right now, Kai believes in you too. And then he leaves. That's goodbye to Ooh. Dr. Erland. Whoosh. Our fairy godmother has left the building. Yeah. With the tip of his hat. With the tip I love that he took his hat. He comes in, he changes her outfit, he tells her to be brave, and then he leaves. He's our well, instead of giving her a dress, he gives her a new foot and hand, hand you know. I would prefer so. that to a new dress. I think I would, too, especially in Cinder's predicament. Yeah. yeah. But now her brain starts going haywire and downloading a bunch of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She can't even index all this information. 
um, it's downloading it so fast. She must have a really high speed connection Googling herself. Yeah, her, her we find out her birthday is December 21st and that she'd always been a month younger. That's Yule. Well, depending on the calendar and depending on where it is, but that's Yule. I actually have a friend. I just realized this. I'm really sorry. No, you're fine. I, I would never have known that. I have a friend that has a birthday on the 21st. That's exciting. Yeah. Anyways, we find out her birthday and we find out that she's actually a month younger than she always thought she was. This is heartbreaking. She's downloading all this information about the cyborg draft, all the names, the mm. names, the pictures, the ID numbers, the birth and death dates of all of these people that were sacrificed for the good of the Commonwealth. Yeah, the greater good. Queen Lavana would come for her and she would be executed. That was her fate. She'd been resolved to it. She'd been prepared for it, not to be an heir, not to be a queen or a savior or a hero. Just like that you are, Cinder. Just like that. Embrace your destiny. Pretty much. Face of a fickle woman. Yeah. And then I love this, that she, amid the jumbled information clattering through her head, she thinks, again, Kai's smile at the market. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she turns off her internet. Not just turning off the internet, she's huddling in a ball. Huddling in a ball, Cinder cut off the net link. That's so, she's going through such a, a hard section right now. Yeah. But then okay. she has this overwhelming sense of resolve. She could make people see things that weren't there, feel things they shouldn't feel, do things they didn't mean to do. She could be anyone, become anyone. So she's coming to this realization that, all right, if I want to escape, I guess I can. Because Dr. Erlon said, you know, this prison's not really equipped to uh, prevent a cyborg slash lunar from escaping. So escape. Mm -hmm. So escape. Cough, cough. <laughs> cough, cough, cough. She feels for these, these new prostheses that Dr. Erlon brought her, and she looks up at the door, and the guard had not closed it. Did Dr. Erlon, like, bamboozle the guard into forgetting to close the door? Yeah. I think partially, yeah. but if you remember... The guard walked away, didn't he? Yeah, the guard walked away. Yeah. So I think Dr. Erlon left the door open. When he left. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. The guard didn't close the door. Dr. Erlon is right. She has to run. The guard didn't close the door. And then she feels this tingle. And it's like her bioelectricity turning on. A strange new electricity was thrumming beneath her skin telling her she wasn't just a cyborg anymore. She was lunar now. And I just love how that's worded. Yes. I love it. And yeah. she can use that lunar gift to escape the prison. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then, yeah, she cuts out her chip. She doesn't hesitate. She's got the knife right there, thanks to her go-go gadget hand. Soon the whole <laughs> world would be searching for her. Lynn Sender, a deformed cyborg with a missing foot a lunar with a stolen identity, a mechanic with no one to run to, nowhere to go. But they would be looking for a ghost. Just like that. And just like that, we are done with Cinder. We are. How are we doing, ladies? Yeah. Oh, my. Whew. Wow. So <laughs> I named this chapter the one with Cinder's identity crisis. I like it. Yeah, the identity mm -hmm. crisis. Good. What was your quote, Ashley? My quote, it's a lot later pages. It's 384. All I expect is for you to find a way out of this prison and come meet me in Africa. To run away. What was your quote, Becca? Page 380. The breath left her. 
It oh, I like it. It's a good one. Yeah. Clippy used to yell at you on the old um, Microsoft Word whenever you would use passive voice. Passive voice has uses. So my quote was, and though the doctor's eyes were breathtakingly blue and filled with pity and almost even comforting, she somehow knew that he was not doing anything to manipulate her mind. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. I like when they talk about the doctor in such a positive way. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's so, That's it. Yeah. We had eggs hunting all over the place. We still had four Easter eggs for this for these two chapters, and one glove, one little glove all by itself. Oh, yeah. So next episode, we're actually going to do our Cinder wrap up, and we will announce our raffle winner. So you still have time to get your review submitted before we get that done. And remember that we need thirty reviews to start the Patreon, and right now we only have twenty one. So our pay, our, so get them our in. Can drink. Our reviews can drink. They're old enough to drink. <laughs> Next episode, we will wrap up Sitter. Yes, we we will. will. And until then, I'll see you next time. Next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guests were Ashley Leonard and Rebecca Baker. The logo art was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening. We got Verizon 5G home internet. It's from Verizon. Safe choice, right? Well, some things that look great end up being not so great. Like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station. Ugh. Or when you bought that used sports car. <laughs> what about when we got Billy that drum set? The point is, Verizon 5G home internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else. And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity. It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts.